Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Court is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Birth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Hello and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. With me is the great man, Adrian Barrich, former West Coast Eagle. President of the Perth Demons in the Waffle and Channel 7 journalist. Barra, how are you, mate? I'm a lot well. to get through with footy, but before we do, let's just pay a tribute to our Aussie cricketers. Oh, mate, how good is that? Compelling. What a win. Did you get up? I got up. Well, I did what I do every single night throughout the Ashes. Generally, this is what I do when they're over there. Uh, watch it till tea, go to bed with the headphones in, and listen and fall asleep. And so uh, I thought when we lost um, Kerry, I thought, well, that's it. It's done. Is that and, when you nodded off? Yeah. And then um, I was texting everyone when we got down to 30. I said, boys, wake up. Wake yeah, up. It's yeah. going to be history. And then bloody uh, St- Stokes, he dropped that catch. Drop, he, did he drop oh, well, the ashes? Did he drop the ashes? No. That was was a, it a Herschel Gibb moment? Herschel deep square Gibb? leg. No, that was, that was more um, in a wicket. But that uh, attempt by Stokes was – a very, very tough chance. Oh, yeah, he, but he normally takes that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but he's tinny. They're all tinny. The, <laughs> the palms are tinny. They take these. And so it was good to see it go our, our way for once. What about declaring early as well? And yeah, but that's Bazball. I, I like Another 20 runs. Could have done the job. Oh, mate, it's Bazball versus Boundary Riders. Uh, that's the first thing, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the, the different philosophies, the different styles. I reckon the Poms are every chance to just roar back too. Well. Because their style, we haven't adjusted – quite yet, have we? Oh, I thought Mind we, you, Smith and Labuschagne aren't going to go cheaply again like that, are they? Yeah, look, I thought the interesting takeaways for me, one, uh, Cummins goes for four off the first ball, hits a four to win the game. Mm. Uh, I thought the fielding was was pronounced. Like, you have the Baz ball and then you have deep... Boundary riders. Deep... Uh, what about Harry Brook? Deep point and a deep backward square leg. What about and, them bowling Harry Brook to Steve Smith? Yeah, like, all of that. that. that was a, a was, root masterclass. Mate, how good was he? Usman and his kid, his little kid. Oh, Uzi, Uzi. wonderful. And that, and did you see? Oh, oh, mate, I got to tell you, Billy Brownless today, absolutely on fire, Mm -hmm. smashing. Guess who he was smashing for the Poms? Who would he be smashing? Oh, Ollie, Ollie, Ollie Robinson. He was calling Ollie Flogginson. (laughs) Well, Barra, we discussed this last week, and I got to say, did he roast him? I don't mind a bit of sledging. And, you know, and he's obviously Stokes' man to get inside our heads. The one thing yeah. I didn't like was going over to Uzi during the drinks break. The yeah. drinks break is sacrosanct. Say whatever you want to say, yeah, but just give call. him a break. That's right. Like, that was in the next innings. Yeah, come on. Yeah, and he's, and what did Uzi say? Uh, that, it's because you're not a batsman, mate. Yeah. I understand. But Billy, There's a bit of rough there. I'm not I'm not trying to play shots there. There's too much rough. That's why you're not a batsman, mate. So it, it's it. This is Billy. Uh, fair dinkum, Jimmy, talking to you know, Jimmy Brayshaw. Fair dinkum, Jimmy. I can have Stokesy. He plays like an Aussie. I can have Rudy. Good player. Good name. I'm even warming to Brody, Jim. He's not as big a flog as I thought he was. He's actually a bloody good bowler. Oh, yeah. But Ollie Robinson, he can beep, beep. Mm. He struts around like he's the great DK Lilly and he bowls 128K pies. <laughs> I think he's a bit better than that, but fair enough. Now, we should get on to footy because this is not a cricket podcast. Yes, but well done to the boys over there. Oh, and- mate, before you do, yeah. the ashes, because uh, uh, you're my mate, what are we doing here? Seriously, all our mates – are going to friggin' London. You lived in London. Four years. Why didn't you tip me off and go, Barra, we've got to get over. This is going <laughs> to be the great series. So I ring up Brian Cousins, say, Brian Cousins, you know, Ben's dad, yeah. super bloke. You want to come yes. to the footy this weekend? Oh, sorry, mate. I'm off to the ashes. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm at Edgbaston as oh, we wow. speak with Swampy Marsh, okay, oh. who's been part of the Australian team, and Merv. I said, you on the telly? He goes, oh, mate, I was hiding away from the cameras. So he's gone over there. 
Campbell Brown, I hear Campbell Brown's at Ascot, you know, Mel Brown's son, yeah. former Hawthorne. Oh, Royal star. Ascot's wonderful too. Yeah, I thought they meant local Ascot. Ascot. Obviously, I don't know no, much no, about no. racing. He's at Royal Ascot pretty sure, and going to Lords. Pretty sure there's a golf course in the middle of Royal Ascot, and I played there when I was over there, and my phone went off inside the clubhouse. Oh, my God. So many glares. <laughs> bloody Aussies. And I was, you know, when you're fumbling for it, you can't quite get it to Look turn Look at those off. bloody Aussies. And, uh, get, and then the, the piece de resistance, the final blow for us is I ring up Reddings because we've got uh, Skeeter. Da- we've got David Boone at uh, the footy club this weekend mm-hmm. on Friday. Oh, he'd be great. On yeah. Friday, tomorrow, sorry, with Mark Harvey because Harvey's is in town for the Bombers. Fantastic. And guess, I, I say, uh, so can you do this next week for us, Skeet? Oh, no, mate. I'll be at Lord's. Bloody Skeeter's going over as well. Oh, nice. How are we going here? We're, the, we're holding up the joint. We, when we were at Lord's, I think it was 2001, and uh, my wife was actually, I was sitting elsewhere, but my wife turns up at the uh, Lord's Taverners. It's a famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a bar there. Of anyway, course. she bumps into Merv Hughes, and my wife's diminutive, you know, she's yeah. not tall. Yeah. And she goes, she runs up to Merv, and she goes, hey, you're Merv Hughes. And Merv Hughes picks her up and sort of. <laughs> Tips her upside down, <laughs> and I think kissed her on the forehead and said, "God love you." <laughs> oh, Merv, he was—he had a crack at someone in the toilets and got in trouble and made the papers over there. Oh, when I well. say the crack, he told some bloke off, some pommy git or something. Probably having a go at him. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk footy anyway, now. You've so been, what are we, uh, you've been mixing with the big movers and shakers this week. Andrew Dillon, the. Uh, CEO of the AFL elect in town, and mm. what was he here for? Well, I believe he was here to he was to meet with the clubs, so the AFL clubs and the Waffle clubs, which I thought was pretty cool. There was a a uh, regular CEOs meeting, and he attended that. I, I don't think there was any pledge for any more money or anything like that, but he's certainly very supportive of the Waffle. Recognises how important it is to the the footy world. And then he went and checked on the Eagles, went and checked on the Dockers. He talked about the Eagles. He would have been at the Eagles for longer than he was at the Dockers, I'm tipping. No chance of a priority pick, he said, for the Eagles. <laughs> really? No. no that, well, nor no should chance. there be. Yeah, exactly. They'll be back. They're a powerhouse club. You know, I'm backing them in. Um, I'm not sure what happened at Fremantle. Um, and he was asked about Cable as well and said next week there'll be some big big announcements about that as well. So... A lot going on, but uh, yeah, does he get paid as much as Gilwood or not? Well, interesting you say that because um, I'm intrigued by former AFL CEO Andrew Demetrio's comments this week. Now he believes they should open the books. So Demetrio mm-hmm. was paid 3.8 million for that role in 2013. That was the last time that 3.8 yeah. million. Uh, now, Gil McLaughlin's salary was last declared in 2016 when he was on $1.74 million. But since Richard Gorder has been chair and has done a pretty good job, but for some reason, they've kept the salary secret. Um, the AFL's, uh, I think there's nine executives and they earned $11.8 million in 2022, but they won't declare it. I think they should. And how, much, Demetrio, how much did all the execs get? Eleven point eight million. Eleven between nine. So you would suggest that Gill would get three. would be three to four. Yeah, right. And the rest of them would be. Yeah, there'd be some high paid salaries there. But I don't the see CEOs. What, they're overpaid everywhere, aren't they? Really? Well, let's be honest. The P the PM makes five hundred and fifty thousand. I know. I mean, it's the CEOs are that. I mean, it's capitalism gone mad. But I suppose. But why don't it's they the market, their, isn't it? Why would you not declare their incomes? It's a not not for profit organisation, Barra. I can honestly say, I've got no idea. Mm. <laughs> I've got no idea why you do that. You think you, given that, you know where all the money comes from. But anyway, that is very interesting. Yes, yeah, so Andrew Dillon was here and uh, had a bit to say, and um, the the waffle is rolling on in terms of you know spe- it, they're trying to work out what is the waffle now. What does it exist for? Is it to have the best elite players in Western Australia come through our system, possibly go to the AFL? Should it be, should the Waffle be the head of the Perth Football League? So the, the top division of the Perth Football League, should should there just be Waffle at the top and then the Perth Football League underneath? And then what you promotion, could even, relegation. Then you could even have that if you wanted to. Like Perth could get relegated to the so I don't want that. But uh, so, are you a believer in the concept of uh, getting rid of the reserves and having a league team, and then a Colts team? Maybe you bump the age up to twenty three, and you get an alignment with a an amateur club. Mm. As so, when your players they come back and forth. I mean, it, it actually in in terms of philosophy, it actually looks better. But the waffle should it be a standalone comp the way that we have seen it for so many years, and how much how we love it. I mean, their biggest thing is the income's dropping, crowds are dropping, and I think the, the fans, mostly 50-plus men, 
mostly, and and forty plus men the next. So how group. do you appeal to that younger audience? So this win win um, campaign they've been running that's appealing to the younger yeah. audience. So bring your mates along. I think They've game day entertainment has to change. You have so, to have more night games. You can't have okay. competing games. You can't go up against the AFL. And I think clubs that haven't won for a long time need to be sponsored and pushed up like Perth. Because <laughs> imagine if we come through, there'll be people hanging from the rafters. Yeah. I was talking to the bloke out at Optus who runs Optus and he said, you know, if Claremont plays Subi. Mike McKenna, you mean? Well, yeah. I'd rather not say. Oh. Would, it was one of the heavy hitters. Okay. <laughs> but... If, if so Claremont, it wasn't Mike McKenna we're saying. <laughs> if Claremont plays Subi, what sort of crowd will they get for the Waffle Grand Final? Not as big as if it was uh, South v East Fremantle yeah. or Perth. Perhaps. Perth versus East Perth. Yeah. Imagine how big. 40,000. You'd, you'd get so many neutrals if Perth made a GF. Oh, be monstrous. Yeah. Because for some reason, Claremont and Subi don't have a lot of fans, despite being the top two teams for since the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. So... South It'd be a fair be... few uh, Chardonnay sales would be pretty good. Yeah, well, and, well, and, yeah, and East Fremantle's the other club you want up there, and Swans, you know, but they're all down no the sharks. ladder. Yeah, the Sharkies. Anyway, so that's what's happened uh, at the moment. I, I mate, the other thing I wanted to mention was how good was Gary Ablett Jr. on the front bar last night? Oh, that was, that oh, was yeah. auctioning off his jumper for his wife's charity or their charity. You know, little his little Levi, little Levi. Yeah, who's he's he's. The, the, their child who's ill. So, and what a beautiful moment um, uh, entering last year's grand final. Yeah. When he actually, Joel Selwood approached him and said, look, I'd like to run out with him. And he said, no, nah, no, I don't think you should be focused on the grand final. But he said, no, no, mm. no, I'll do this. And it, it worked out well for them. Oh, yeah. They won as, the game. As soon as I saw that last night, it made me think, you know what, that is up with Ted Witten's lap of honour. Uh, Jason McCartney's comeback game and retirement after the match, yeah. and Neil Danaher we mentioned Absolutely. obviously the King's birthday. It is one of those beautiful. But moments. that was that was p- so powerful the way he did it and the smile on the kid's face when he went through the banner and mm. the fact that Joel then played well and he didn't win the Norm Smith but he could have gone close. Isaac Smith, former Hawthorne <laughs> yeah, player. That's right. I was a bit dark on that one, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but he had told this story about Ryan Crowley. Oh yeah. It? He goes, yeah, yeah. Oh. and one time I played because Crowley's tagged him a few times. He said one time I played on Crowley and I'm expecting to be pinched and punched and you know bumped and you know sledged and all that sort of stuff. And it suddenly he was. I, I look out of my peripheral vision on the first bounce uh, or the first uh, contest and he's like two or three meters away. And I think, what's happening here? He's not he normally bumping me or grabbing me or pulling my jumper. And I look over at him and and Ryan Ryan goes, Krause goes, geez, you're a good player. You are an absolute superstar, aren't you? Oh, I love you. You're you are you are so good. You are you're the best. You're the best player in the comp. <laughs> That's right. He's going, what's he talking about? He's he's bumping me up. And obviously he had some tactic. It was a mind game tactic. So, and it obviously didn't work in the first quarter because at quarter, at quarter time, in the second quarter, he was back to bashing him and you're a cheat and you get those easy kicks around the back, you cheat, stop cheating. Come on, get the ball one-on-one, man-on-man, stop being getting those easy kicks, seeping off blokes blocking me. <laughs> but how was his tactics? But last quarter Bumped you were telling up. me I was the greatest player <laughs> yeah, ever. No, that's what he reckons he said. He said, mind games. Oh mate, you got to laugh. Oh, Stuff yeah. that goes on. In Apparently, footy. Crowley was amazing. What the the links he went through uh, before tactically, and the video he watched everything yeah, yeah. concerning his opponent leading into a game was unbelievable. Well, that was the other thing about Ablett too. How he how much he did. Yeah, and even his father as well in t- terms of learning the game. He was talking about his dad, the greatest player of all time. He said, "My dad, what he could do." He said they'd watched the '89 Grand Final about eight times. Yeah, that's right. So Gary Senior, let's let's watch a bit of let's watch a few highlights. Even eh? though they didn't win, but he kicked Jeez. nine, didn't he? Nine oh, or yeah, eight or yeah, seven yeah, or something. Nine. His old man, yeah. But phenomenal, his old man. I reckon he's the greatest player of all time. We cross paths when I say we, the Eagles cross paths with him, and you know we saw him firsthand. So he could do stuff no others could. Take do. any hangs on you? No, but he was uh, mate. He's had this vertical leap. He had those. He was like these pneumatic legs. He, he didn't have to jump on anything. He just went straight up. Tell you who wasn't bad like that on the weekend was Seb Kewitt. Yes. From right. uh, the Dockers. He kicked six against the Demons. A couple He's of be straight close. up leaps. Like, got to be close. He'll be knocking on the door. I, don't, I, I think because Darcy coming back in, they probably won't be able to fit him in. Mm. And Sturt's going to have to go out anyway, isn't he, for I Frederick? Think so. I for think Frederick? So. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I went, oh, that was the other thing. I went down and, yeah, so we, we found all that out. Darcy's playing. Um, Aisha's, Aisha another week. So he apparently he's had concussions before, so not good. I'm not, oh, that's good. 
Mm. I know it's not good that he's not playing, but I, I, I love the fact that clubs now are really overcautious. You know my thoughts, Barry. I think you should get a month yeah. without a concussion. So if you got a, but we're debating whether that bloke should have got suspended. Well, let's pick some winners. Mansell. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, let's okay. pick some winners. Uh, tonight, Barra. Tonight. Well done, mate. At GMHBA Stadium, 5.20 p.m. Geelong, $1.83 Melbourne, $1.98. So just under $2. So Geelong the favourites. It is a home game. No danger field. So crack ribs, slowly deflating mm. lane. Wanted to play. No, Thankfully, Oliver. the Cats, no, Oliver. Cats official said, you're not playing. You're having a week off. He looks now, now, you're the tip yep. guru, right? What are you going to do? Because I'm going to follow your lead. So Reece Stanley Because you've playing. got on top. Yep. Reece Stanley comes in, but Clayton Oliver not playing. Yep. Okay. So if Clayton Oliver plays, you probably go Melbourne. I, I see they went down there early as well. They went down to Geelong early. You know, they've been staying down there. Regardless of whether Oliver plays... I was wavering, but I've, I'm going for Geelong. I'm picking Geelong okay. in this game. It is at home. They, they have to win this. Uh, Bye will play an important part. No danger field, you're right. I think that you look at it and you think Geelong's Achilles heels always their ruck department. Stanley does come back. Mm. You know, but their attack Jordan has dropped off. Have you seen the stats? Yeah, yeah, it what has. About that stat? Have you got that stat there? So Jeremy Cameron has gone from being one of the best, most impactful ball players in the competition to being ranked... 175th, Jeremy Cameron, yeah. according to your mate at Champion Data. Well, it's a sort of ground, because it's so long and narrow, you've got to be really careful with your forward entry, so it's not going to be easy, particularly when you've got uh, May and Lever, uh, although um, Tommy Stewart's pretty good at picking off too. Yeah. So I just think Geelong have to win. They, they know the ground. I mean, they've been vulnerable at that ground in recent times, lost to the Giants, I think, four times in a row there, but... I First just, seven games, they kicked 100 points. It's a must win for Geelong. I'm going to back them at home. They're, they yeah. are still tough to beat there. And I'll tell you what. But what's mate, going on with Oliver? But yeah, Well, he's had a, they're saying it's not a setback, but they're saying it'll be two more weeks. Well, he's so. had an infected toe, and they've had, uh, and they're saying, uh, obviously, it was a hamstring, then an infected mm. toe. But, but no, I'm not going to no go rush. into the grim details, but there's a bit of scuttlebuck around him. People are saying, you know, I'm not buying into these. There's more to it. I don't know what they mean by more to it. I'm just leaving it at that. But a um, bit of scuttlebutt around about Clayton Oliver and his absence at the moment. So you, you tip guru, yep. you feel confident that Geelong can kick a winning score? No. <laughs> but I'm, but it's, it's. I'm very nervous about the tip. But I'm going to back him at home. All right, I'll go to the cats as well, just based on that you are. Air <laughs> <laughs> at home. As Friday, five well. fifty p.m. Marvel Stadium, St Kilda, two dollars eight. Brisbane Marvel. Lions, a dollar seventy five. Now you're a Saints man. You know my thoughts. I'm not convinced they're playing finals. Um, they've been wavering. Brisbane, Waver- it was a mulligan, mate. Give him a mulligan. They've had a couple of mulligans. <laughs> They've had two mulligans. They've had two or three. <laughs> Brisbane Lions, if this was at the MCG, every day of the week I'm picking St Kilda. But this is at Marvel Stadium. Brisbane has won six of its last seven games at Marvel Stadium. Only lost coming to the Bulldogs in round three last year. Mm. Um, so they're favourites. They're they? a good side, Brisbane, and not are, so are good they on favorites? the road. They are the favourites, yes. I'm picking them. Whoa. It oh, oh, feels like – because it was really wet that game. It could have gone either way in the last quarter. Uh, took Taranto to kick that sort of half banana goal to get them across the line. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Cam, Callum Wilkie, Josh Battle, Dougal Howard. The back line still looks super. So they can hold Danaher and Co. Yeah, that's about, That's a really hard one to tip. I think I'm going to have to st- – I, I didn't realise that stat that the, the, t- the Lions are pretty good at Marvel. I like, like it there, yeah. Jeepers. I might have to go with you, mate. I might have to change my tip. <laughs> I'm going with the guru. <laughs> Uru to the guru. Uh, SCG Saturday, 2.35 p.m. Sydney, $1.05. West Coast Eagles, 9.50. Now, selection news. We believe Logan McDonald is going to come back in for Sydney. There's nobody, Franklin. Played a... Mm. Interesting comments from the coach, John Longmire, talking about how Buddy played a fair bit of the first half of the season. And they would have rested him for a few more games, but they had a Marty and they had McDonald go out later. So they had a few um, depth issues in attack. So Buddy had to play. Uh, Any chance? Any chance the Eagles? Nope. No chance. Well, we're talking about players coming back. So they get Barras and Duggan back this week. Two very big ins. 
Premiership but, defenders. But no McGovern, and I believe he's another two weeks away. Yeah, is that they're right? saying there could be two weeks. And no Jake Waterman. No, it's just got out of hospital. Bunga needs another week as well. But apparently Jamie Cripps two weeks away. Okay. Well, so that's good news for So the, the cavalry sort of arriving. I reckon the 100-point losses are gone. It's going to be like more like 40-point losses from now on, you know, around that sort of zone. But Sydney aren't not going any great shakes. One bloke I did want to mention is my mate's son, Dom Sheldrick. Oh, yeah, Angus. Angus. Sheldrick. Did you see him? Yep. Like a bull. He, he was is. fantastic. He is a good player. Yeah. That was so good to see. And Logan McDonald, he's – Brother plays with us as Perth. So the Eagles are going to have to overcome history here. They've lost 18 of their last 19 matches on the road, with the only win coming against Collingwood in round four last year. Of course, they haven't won much at all. But Sydney has only lost once to West Coast at the SCG from 11 matches. Uh, and that was in 1999. So, Barrett, a fair way ago. Swan scored Mate, a- they have won. No, did you say at the SCG? That's against Sydney. They beat Carlton at the SCG mm-hmm. in recent times. Um, during COVID, yeah, during COVID. So, but again, you but know, against Sydney, not since nineteen ninety nine. Guess who was playing that day? Guess who kicked five goals? There you go. For who? The for the Eagles. The Eagles won. Who kicked five goals for the Eagles? Playing full forward. Nineteen ninety nine. Might have slimmed down to a block of flats after his retirement. Scotty Cummings. <laughs> yeah, mate. Scotty Cummings kicked five. Guess who else was playing? McKenna. Oh, Bluey, was he? Last time the Eagles buddy beat Sydney at the SCG, and Bluey was playing Jacko. Geez, they could do with um, Jacko and Bluey in that back <laughs> half now, couldn't they? And guess who got 32 possessions, kicked one goal, and got three votes, three Brownlow votes? Cuz? B Cousins. Mm. B Cousins was playing as well. Mm. That's how long it was. Unbelievable. Any chance? For me? It's, it's impossible, isn't it? You just want to see effort and less than 40 points, I reckon. Yeah, I agree with that. But they're not. But they're starting they're no, to get some players. They're no players, well beaters at Swans. That's for sure. No, they've dropped they're, off this year. So you can see they're out of the. They can't make the eight. So the two Sydney. grand finalists from last year struggling a bit at this point. Mm. Geelong and Sydney, and those those uh, wallopings you cop in grand finals. They well, you turned out to be right. From yeah, apparently only one. The stats show only one team outside the eight after round fifteen goes into the eight. Yep, it's definitely not going to be Sydney, is it? Could be the Giants. Giants, I reckon. Giants yep. is Adelaide out of the eight now? Oh no, Geelong. Geelong. Could it be this next team we're about to talk about? Optus Stadium, Saturday, 5.25 p.m. Uh, the Fremantle, $1.72. Essendon, $2.12. Now, a bit of news here. So Darcy, huge in for Fremantle. Yep, yep. Uh, Frederick, a very big in for Fremantle. I think playing his 50th game, but no age. So he's got that concussion issue. Um, thankfully, he's going to sit it out. And I say that because it's a um, complicated and... Um, Significant issue concussion, so I'm um, glad they're being cautious there. Essendon, um, unlikely that Draper's going to play. I think uh, Brad Scott's language this week has been you, he's got this hip injury and it's very unlikely he's playing. And so it's a massive double. Playing Ducks and Drakes. So I think that's a big double. Ma- double whammy. It is. It Beautiful is. for the Dockers. So Darcy the- comes back. They're structurally their most important player, probably just full stop their most important player. Yep. Releases Jackson forward, you know, so suddenly the forward line looks heaps. Going to leave Phillips to take on a fair bit of the work. And you've got Luke Jackson as well. And the key to this is clearly their contested possession um, and their clearances have dropped away mm. after, in, in Darcy's absence. So it shows you how important he is to them. And by the way, you know, it comes back in, they start winning again. Geez, that contract's starting to get bumped up a bit, isn't it? It has to, it has to go somewhere near Jackson. The only bad news is I looked at the forecast, looks like rain. And they're not great in the wet, the Dockers. I don't no, they're know what not. It is. First slow quarters starters and, and bad wet. in the wet. First quarters yeah, and wet. Yeah, yeah, slow starters, bad in the wet. So I don't what know. What do you what... do about the slow starts? I don't know. Does he need to fire up? Are you a, a fire and brimstone man? Does well, he need to sort of? Do they do the toddy? Or who can he bring in? Do the toddy. Do the John Todd. Punch blokes. No. Grab blokes. Stand at the end of the race with a, a cask of port. Give him a bit of a. Oh, I played that game. Grappa. It was Grappa. Oh, was it? So, so you got, had a swim? he got Summer. He got Summer and Jacko because the Spearwood boys to bring some Grappa to the game. And why did he do that? Because he saw you on the plane carrying on after a few beers, and he thought, yeah, "Oh, and you're all fired up." Yeah, and we look after each other. A lot of spirit, camaraderie, and that's exactly what he said. He, I think, it was halftime. He gave us the drink, so we're getting beaten. And he rolls out this. Where was it? Um, I can't remember. It was, which, it was over in Victoria. Yeah, it was some, one of the grand. And he, he brought over this grappa, you know, the, uh, slav, I know what the it slav is. stuff. It's yeah. pretty, Ooh. it's hot, pretty hot. Yeah. And he rolled it out in front of us. And I thought it was a psychological ploy, say, so going, yeah, when you blokes drink, and, you know, you support each other, you love each other, you, you, you show aggression, let's get into it. 
And I was thinking, ah, oh, yeah, it's just a psychological ploy. He goes, no, I'm serious. Start drinking. <laughs> so you had a little swig each. So mate, he had about two or three, right? So he's going, goo, 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 and we've all, it's really burnt on the way down. I can't remember how we did in the second half. I believe we did a lot better. <laughs> did you? <laughs> Certainly those bumps and bruises didn't hurt so much. No, but it was, imagine doing that nowadays. Was that after the invisible team- game of footy? Yeah, at uh, Prince's Park. When you had played yeah, for you yeah. in invisible footy. in the night footy. time. Yeah, at night. Out on Royal Parade there. Yeah. And who kicked, it, who kicked the invisible footy across the road? Chris Lewis. He said, this is stupid, and he kicked the invisible footy across yeah, the road. That's right. And then Toddy said, go and get it. Go and get it. And he didn't know and where to run. he pretended to go and get it. Dizzo <laughs> <laughs> did some stuff. Imagine giving alcohol to a team nowadays. Oh, Can you imagine that? But what, so what would you do, though, if you're Longmuir? Would you bring someone in? Because there's always been special presentations. We see, you know, we've seen Neil, Neil um, Danaher do it for the Melbourne Club. Um, I think Port Adelaide had Hugh Jackman in it one day, at one stage. What's Hugh Jackman? But do a little dance and sing and dance. Apparently, Hugh dance. Jackman gave the halftime address. Did he? <laughs> and they went on and won. I think Kane Corns was talking about it. I'm not so sure. I think you can do that stuff. And it, every little bit helps, I reckon. But I don't think you focus on it. I think. They're getting Darcy back. He's a huge in. Mm. You back yourself. That four-week period up until their last couple of losses, was they played some good footy. So maybe you show some highlights of those, that four weeks and you. Mm. I'm sure he's done all of that, but I don't know. I'd but focus. Dermot was saying that he needs to lift himself, fire and brimstone. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not his style. It's definitely not his style. But if it's not your style, what, I mean, that's not your that's not and your one, no one word, there. is it? Who can get – it'd have to be Belly. They'd have to bring Belly but in. I reckon Belly could give a good spray. Yeah, Peter would, Bell. But does this generation of players fire up at that stuff? Do they need it? Do they respond to that like like we would have? That's a good question. That's a good I'm question. I'm not sure if they would. But maybe just in a one-off. You'd certainly do it in a grand final. I remember Mick gave a – I was listening at the door because I didn't play in 1992 and we all, all the uh, players in the emergencies got booted out. Yeah. Oh, man, how hard was it warming up the boys for 1992? Can you imagine? You know you're going to miss your place in history and you've got to help warm up the boys. Nizzy actually came – you're a good team man. Barra. Oh, yeah, but Nizzy actually came to me and he had to bar a piss off. You're obviously too flat. <laughs> you were a bit flat, were you? Oh, flat as a bloody flat as proverbial, a diet pancake, <laughs> proverbial bloke's hat. That yeah. guy. But I was listening at the door, and they, he was going on about um, some squad D squad or something that did some amazing uh, wartime heroism. Yep. And he handed out cards to each player, who, and that was the, who they were in the sort of team in terms of the D the D squad, and we want to be – and they were ready to tear the joint down. They, were, they would have run through walls, you know what I mean? Like they were so pumped up. They still don't talk about it. I say, what about that stuff the Maldi said in 1992? He goes, no, don't we talk about it. The <laughs> players just, say that. Yeah, they're 22. Or 20 it was. Yeah, it was. The yeah. 20 refused to reveal to some nufty who didn't play what happened. How's that? Never been written in a book, never disclosed. Mm. It was like this secret that the 20 blokes have kept. Can you crack them and find out exactly what Do happened? Do you still have the list uh, that Mick handed out of the do's and don'ts, like tie your shoes, lace on the left? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the one percenters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Make sure your socks are up and you've got a, a garter on. Make sure Ankle ju- strapped. Make sure your jumper's tucked in so that once so one one case and have it a thousand barra, someone will grab your jumper and they'll grab the end bit and they'll catch it and you'll get caught holding the ball one time out of a thousand. On the mark, stand up as high as you can so you might just nip it, touch it just once, you know, when they're shooting for goal and I wrote him a letter actually Phil Scott and I wrote him a letter in 92 have you heard that story no on the plane because we were the lepers out of the team yeah. we weren't even allowed to stay in the team hotel we had to go really? to a different hotel oh really okay in case we got which drunk. hotel were you at just uh, that, I think they were at the Hilton on top of the hill yeah, remember they famously walked down through all the yeah, no, Geelong well, fans yeah. yeah and we were somewhere else but Scotty and I wrote this letter and it was about you know taking your, your chances this could be your only grand final don't waste it think about us poor buggers who are going to miss our place in history and, and Nizzy read it out to the boys before the game saying listen here's, here's a few of the boys that are missing their, their chance this is what they wanted to say to you come on you young blokes come on Kempi come on Hedy don't, don't toss this away you think you're going to play in more grand finals you may not I've played in one in my whole career all that sort of crap Ola anyway apparently it touched a few blokes Apparently, that's what Kempy said. Anyway, so how did we get onto that? How did we get onto that? So look, I think the one <laughs> thing the about Dockers. one thing about Essendon this year, as opposed to other years, is you've you, I've been 
very critical of their defence. But he got to work. Brad Scott yeah. got to work as soon as he took the reins there. They've improved their defence by 13.6 points per game, which is the biggest improvement by any team from 2022. And when I say defence, I don't just mean your back half. I mean all over ground defence. So they are really hard or much harder to penetrate, isn't it? Having said that, I think the Dockers at home, yeah, it's going to be a bit wet and they've got to address their first quarters. But Darcy in, Draper question marks, I'm prepared to back Frio. Again, I'm nervous about this one. When you're when you're on top of the ladder, Barra, <laughs> the tipping ladder, you get nervous about every tip. I'm going to have a check what Rick's doing. Rick what about you? Let me just check what Rick's doing, mate. You might, well, well, he'll like... be checking what I'm doing. Don't worry. <laughs> you know it's six versus 13. Yeah, I do. And we're tipping them. Yep. We're tipping 13. Are you picking Frio? Yeah. Darcy back. I've said it all week. Darcy back. I'm tipping them. Okay, good luck to Frio and all the Dockers supporters out there. Uh, MCG, Sunday, 11.10 a.m. Collingwood, $1.35. Adelaide, $3.20. Barra, does the buy get them? Yes, the dreaded buy. The Magpies were beaten, weren't they, in the King's Birthday blockbuster? Mm-hmm. And then they had the buy. So maybe that, that maybe they've had their loss that they had to have, you know what I mean? And, yeah. But they've been a bit of illness as well. Jeremy Howe might return as well. Good um, to see. And Adelaide. That's an horrific injury. Adelaide will fancy themselves at the G. It's probably their only trip to the G, isn't it? They want to well, take advantage of Well, they've lost their last six matches at the MCG. Have most, they? Yeah, <laughs> most, <laughs> most recent win coming in 2017 <laughs> when it went down by, uh, sorry, it went down by 42 points in its last match, um, which was against Collingwood in 2022. So, um, look, they're a, they're a good side, Adelaide. They're coming. But they're about to play the real yardstick yeah. of the competition. They still got to beat Collingwood. Don't They've they? had two weeks to brood over that loss to yeah. Melbourne on the King's birthday, and they're a they're a bloody good side. Yeah. I'm pick I'm picking Collingwood. Yeah, I'm going to Pies because you, you're right. You still actually have to beat that great team of Collingwood, don't you? So it doesn't look like they can. Yeah. Hundredth career match at the MCG to Taylor Adams too. He's been a very, um, I think, underrated midfielder for yeah. Collingwood over the yeah. years. And I'll tell you who else is underrated is Brody Meyercheck, who I'd have in my all-Australian forward line at this point. I think he's really underrated. Oh, absolutely. For his size so, as well. So but you go in the pies? Does the goey come back? He's got another week, has he? Yep. Yeah, right. Okay. Was he in Bali? Apparently, he was, no. Well, oh, he's he on the Gold Coast. Been. On the Gold Coast, he was. He was on the oh, couch. He was on the Gold he was on the Coast. Couch spoke very well. That rarely gives interviews, but he's on the couch, and he, you can just see. I say this, and something will blow up. But just a maturity about him at the moment. Maybe he sniffs this opportunity. We're a genuine chance to win a flag here, so I'm pulling my head in, and I'm doing the right thing by my team. Looks happy, doesn't he? Yeah. When he plays, so somebody got... said he sounded smarter than they thought he would be. Yeah. Well, that's because we never hear him speak. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I, I thought that was a quite an unusual comment to make. So, you know, there's, that Adelaide forward line is a very, very, you know, potent forward line. West Coast found out about that with Taylor Walker and, um, you know, but Don't it's multi-pronged, war. but I think Colin would get the job done here. Final game of the round, Heritage Bank Stadium, let's just call it Carrara, Sunday, 2.40pm, Gold Coast Suns, $1.27, Hawthorne, three seventy five. No one's going to take Hawthorne lightly, Barra, because they have got the ability to a surprise, as Brisbane found out, although it was at the MCG where they never win. Gold Coast Suns, so, so disappointing against Carlton in their last start. Oh, Started the first quarter okay, I watched leading. a bit of it today. No, they were horrendous. Her, her, horrific. Horrible. Even the Blues weren't that great. I'm not. I'm not sold. The Blues are back either. No, nor am I. Because they they had no style. They had no technique. They had no got the tactics. Bye this week. Now they get some momentum, and then they got the bye. Oh, mate. I'm, I'm Blues fans. I'm sorry about this. I'm not sure they've turned the corner. But now I want to get this stat out before you do. Yeah, <laughs> history you shows. History shows the Suns have struggled post buy. You mentioned it on Tuesday, but I've got the stats now. Good post buy, with eight wins. So the so the Suns post buy each year eight wins. 44 losses since 2018. 40, they finished with a dismal 0-9 run in 2019. In 2019, they didn't win another game after the bye. Yeah, I think it's after round 14. They go – they really struggle after – yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. they really, really struggle. So, um, Do you like the bye over the three weeks? I know. I'd prefer it to be over a week. You'd rather knock it off. And yeah, and what you do is – and obviously the broadcasters want content, and if there's no yeah, content yeah. over a week, it's a problem. That's us. But what, us. Of course, yeah. Channel 7. But yeah. I think if you had it over a week, the supporters who basically, you know – You don't want to give an NRL free kick, though, do you? 
No, but if it's one week, you could maybe have a substitute, some sort of a sub. And I don't know what that is. Maybe it's the Irish game. Maybe it's something else. But are oh, you saying state of origin or something? Well, no, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. You, what, but why don't you like to buy? I don't. I don't. I, I, I think don't over know. four weeks, it's just it's there's not enough, enough games to watch, isn't there? Is there? I'm not sure. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I mean, look, okay, you know, I'm so serious. I'll, 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 <laughs> every now and then I get serious. You looked actually upset. I'll cop two weeks, but not four. I'll cop two weeks. Okay. It's too much. Because one weekend with no footy, what would you do with yourself there? Oh, mow the lawns, clear yeah. out the back shed. You could have a Monday game. That is short in the walk. week. We could have a Monday game Fly for the week. Fly a kite <laughs> with the kids. <laughs> That's what they do. They'd have a Monday game, wouldn't they, to shorten it. So it make it not such as long a week. But I don't mind the spread. And and at putting my broadcasters out on for a moment, it's bloody fantastic. You know what I mean? So you don't lose any moment. I like the spread. You don't it. give dodgy rugby league any window to sort of pump you. Oh, go Queenslanders, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Thursday night footy I love. I Freddie, G-A-W-N, gone. I think <laughs> – I think they should have uh, – not sure yet. Uh, <laughs> He's gone. They mate. should have – He's uh, so gone. He's out the door. Yeah, well, he may not coach game three, Fiddler. I, I like Freddie. I love Fiddler too, but so he's tipping? so gone. Who you tip- How bad were they? <laughs> we go from Gold Coast Hawthorne to the state of origin. I'm tipping the Gold Coast Suns here to bounce back. I think Hawthorne will oh, be – Really? They'll, they'll, Hawthorne will win games in the back half, but don't forget they're a very young squad and as the – Mate, there's no Sicily. I oh, know. Yeah, there you go. So who are you tipping? How did he get three weeks? <laughs> Talk about me getting serious. He deserved a week. Three weeks, seriously. Mate, that, the neck thing just did not look good. He needs to get hold of some photos. Seriously, that's ridiculous. Of the tribunal? Yeah, he needs to get some <laughs> photos. That's three weeks for that. His reputation preceded him, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That probably doesn't help. It's Though a, he's been a lot better since he's been captain. So who are you tipping there? Because I'm just tipping whatever you do. I'm going Gold Coast. Gold Coast. I'm going them as well. Now, Barra, it's time for this. <laughs> Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Thank you to Thirsty Camel. Please send your mail to quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. That's quartersandbarra with two R's at wanews.com.au. Keep them relatively short. Please put all your information in there, Barra. I'm excited because we are giving away a carton of Carlsberg stubbies. Ah, I love my Carlsberg. Just some breaking news too for you, my friend, Mm -hmm. on the Carlsberg. Um, The Eagles have just flown out and Barris was on the plane. What did his dad call himself? Tom Barras. 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 Tony Barras. Tony Barras. Tony Barras. But I think he calls himself Barras. Great man too. Yeah, great man. May he rest in peace. Liam Duggan's on the plane. Uh, Williams is on the plane and Elijah Hewitt. We've got about Elijah Hewitt. Mm. He may come back in. So it looks like Clark's got a foot, Foley's got a hammy, and I think True might go out. So um, yeah. anyway, Anyone's what do you got on the letters? a silly chance if the other team doesn't turn up. But uh, Okay, this one from Michelle Highquarters and Barra. The upcoming clash between Geelong and Melbourne is between the two oldest clubs in the AFL. That is true. Uh, Geelong even made the age thing a feature of Grand Final Mad Monday. Of course, they did that last yeah. year. Too old, too slow, too bloody good. Yeah. Uh, in keeping with this Walking theme, should this fixture between these clubs be a matinee time slot? Not to be confused as one of those golden girls, Dorothy Rose Sophia Blanche. <laughs> okay, very funny. Um, so we're Matt, saying so it should be a lunchtime game no, so, so, that, so they don't stay up. Oh, I think we're pretty happy with that with the slot it's in at the moment, Barra. Thursday um, night, a Thursday lunchtime game. <laughs> I don't think so. No, it's not gather round. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you going over to the gather round? Next year, I'd yeah, like to. I think you should, seriously. This will be one of these Ashes moments where you'll regret it if you don't. I'd rather be at the Ashes. I know, I know, but we've missed the boat I've done my time at the Ashes, though. I've been over there and seen quite a bit of cricket. A mate of mine, his wife works for Qantas, so he could get over there for like 150 bucks or something. Mm. You'd have to go, wouldn't you? Just on spec. Try to get some tickets. I'll tell you a funny story. This is how ignorant I am. This shows shows you what a battler I am. I'm little Barry Battler, Barra. Always have been. Never flown first class. Never flown business Never turned left into the plane. Oh, no, always just back with the cattle class. But one, my good mate, Darren Lyons, the, you know, film Amira Geelong and the photographer, I was le- I was going from uh, Heathrow to uh, back to Melbourne for my brother's wedding and Darren said, mate, I know a bloke in at Qantas there or British Airways. He goes, mate, you might, I'll might see if I can get you upgraded. Upgraded. So as they, I punched my ticket through, they said, Mr. Quarterman, someone likes you, you've been upgraded to business, fantastic. So I went up and sat in the bubble, right? And um, anyway, so I'm sitting there, you know, very new experience for me, and she comes up with the 
complimentary toiletry pack and says, here you go, Mr. Quartermain. And I said, oh, no, no, that's not mine. <laughs> said, no, Mr. Quartermain, it's a complimentary toiletry pack. I said, oh, of course. Yeah, that champagne's right. not for me either. I'll tell you what, then proceeded to uh, <laughs> make the most of business, how I many, can tell you. Did not many, want to get off. How many drinks did you have? Oh, oh you would have broken Marshy's record. Oh, I gave it what a was nuts. Marshy's record? 42 cans or something. They had my favourite <laughs> SSB wine um, uh, from Cape Lewin. And anyway, so I got to work on that and watched a few movies. Did not uh, want to get out when the plane landed. Mate. No, I'm not getting out of this plane. But this was to London, right? No, it was Heathrow to Melbourne. Oh, to Melbourne. Had mate. to fly cattle class the, the coming back though, which was, a, you know. Anyway. You know, you know you've got to pace yourself on those 17-hour flights or 24-hour flights because you, you, you go way too hard and then by after 12 hours, you've got a hangover. <laughs> and you're just going, what have I done? Well, back in those days. 12 more hours. Back in those days, I was on the darts. The, no, no, no. The plane Cactus well. bar in Singapore. Oh, so you could, jumped you, out. Yeah, the humidity hits you and you're out there. What about when they the used dark. to be able to smoke on the planes? No, I un- remember those days. Unbelievable. And the, P- they, young people listening here would not believe that. No, no, no. And you know what? You know the difference, though? They pulled the curtain closed. I know. Oh, so that makes a lot of difference. Section. That it's really like, helps. Gee, that really helps. Yeah, the uh, these supplementary <laughs> smoke inhalation. Hey, I've got to tell you about first class. One funny story this week. I was talking to Roger Kerr, yep. Sam Kerr's dad, and because she plays for Chelsea, every time they're in a big game, they invite the family over from Perth. Guess what he flies? First class. Oh. He goes first class every time to London from from Perth. Every time there's so the FA Cup final, the championship final, every time he flies, and he's taking his wife, obviously Roxanne goes, and then some of the kids go, and oh, mate, some of the siblings go. And he was there because remember Sam – um, carried the flag in t- for the coronation, wasn't it? Yep. Was it for the coronation or the funeral? Coronation. I'm pretty sure Sam Kerr carried the flag, Australian flag, into the chapel. What's it called? Westminster, Westminster Abbey. And so they had to go over for that, of course. And he was staying, <laughs> he reckons, this is noble, he reckons he was staying at Sam's house. I must be in Chelsea as well. And the bloke before, in the lead up to the event, the guy delivered the formal invitation to get into the place. And apparently the guy, did I ever told you this story? No, no. So the guy was dressed up as- A beef eater or something. Yeah, like something like that. Yeah. Like, and he had a staff. So he's come to the door and he's gone- Jeez, you would have <laughs> pooed your pants. And Rogers answered the door, the bloke with a staff dressed in his, you know, like his full-blown, not medieval, but, you know, like a royal sort of outfit- these, you know, high socks and all that. <laughs> Is Samantha Kerr here? <laughs> you think you've done something. What have I done? He hands him the invitation. Who's this dude? Imagine Roger Kerr from from Perth. Oh, Do you know Rog? Yeah. He's one I of do. the world's best blokes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And obviously um, – I had one of those at amazing the, uh, daughter. St. Paul's in um, – uh, sorry, St. Peter's in uh, Rome. Yeah, yeah. And um, the Swiss St. Guards. St. Peter's, so, the, the big Vatican. Yeah, the, the Swiss Guards. <laughs> yeah, so I tried yeah, yeah. to walk up the wrong uh, area where I wasn't though. allowed, and this he's got the, the sword, and I'll tell you what, <laughs> I wasn't going up there. It was scary stuff. You know, I went to the Vatican one. I'd been there, and then my mate came over, and he'd also been there in the past, and we're there with our partners. Yeah. And anyway, I said to Dave the night before, he said, oh, done the Vatican. I don't know if I want to do it again in the Sistine Chapel and all that. I said, mate, just follow my lead. Just just wear sh- shorts and sandals. Anyway, so we both had the shorts and sandals on. We turn up, the Vatican, they go to, yeah, go yeah. to the entry and they said, I'm sorry, je- sir, you, you, you're not permitted to do that clothing with uh, shorts and sandals. And I went, oh, you are kidding. And I looked at my mate and he's just laughing and I said, I'm really sorry, we can't go in. I said, I'll tell you what, you go in and we'll meet you afterwards, you know, take your time. Yeah, so yeah. three or four hours, we bang, straight to a sports bar. <laughs> so it was a plan. Genius. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> the Sistine Chapel's around the corner. It is, from, yeah, yeah. But the Vatican. Because yeah. w- when we went on a footy trip, the, this is no bull. The, <laughs> the guy said, he comes out, I won't say who it is, but you can guess. Please don't say his name because we'll get sued. Okay. So he comes out and he goes, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, this – and so I said, what do you think of the Sistine Chapel? He goes, where's the other 15 chapels? <laughs> <laughs> There's no more. That's what he said. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a good – go there if you're in Rome. But, uh, you know, I just didn't want to go a second time. I'd go back there now. Anyway, let's move on. Hi, guys. Just wanted to throw a few names at you from both West Coast and Frio to see if, A, you think any of them should be traded, forced to retire, and, B, what, if anything, they'd secure for a trade. Right, I'm ready. West Coast, Nick Nat, Cripps, Gaff. Shuey, McGovern, Darling, 
Hearn, Yo, Frio, Tabata, Henry, Sturt, Wilson, Collier, Hughes. I don't think either team would get much more than a third-round pick for any of those names. They won't be in either team's next premiership team. So get rid of the, the Deadwood and get some youth or better, yet give a few mature-age proven waffle players a go. There's plenty of examples of mature-age players who come in and make an instant impact for their team. So I think we can put a line through Nick Nat. Yeah, well, he can only play at the Eagles. Well, right. okay, Cripps, you'd keep? Well, now, if this Depends is, what you get for him. If this is Hawthorne... Nick's retiring. Yep. Cripps is probably going out as well. Gaff Gaff's getting traded for sh- a third rounder. Yep. He'd only get a third rounder now, yep, wouldn't he? Yep, yep. Shuey's going. He'd be retiring McGovern's as well. got a two-year deal. You'd be tossing up Darling to see whether anyone would take him. Yeah, maybe second rounder if you're in a window. What about someone like the Bulldogs? But you may have to keep him because you've only got one forward, haven't you? You've only got Oscar Allen. No one else? Gov. Didn't you say Gov's re-signed for three years? two years. So he's probably not going anywhere. Well, you could salary dump, but that won't be happening. Hearn's going to retire, I'm going to retire. And And Yo's the only one with really valuable trade value. What about Barras? He's been Yeah, there's been talked about. But didn't you say he's got a long contract? He has. And I think he's one of those spiritual leaders there too. And and he's part of the bone structure of the team. The spine. Yeah, you're really reluctant to get rid of him. So what about Frio Tabana? Well, he's been out with some back surgery. Two weeks away. good luck to him when he comes back. But he's 31. Although it's going to be hard to break Is he 31? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Liam Henry's an interesting one. Been back in the last couple of weeks. There's a bit of cackle about him just recently. He'll be trying to get a huge contract somewhere else. Yeah. His manager will. Sturt. Um... He's sort of dropped in and out, so he's a possibility. Wilson hasn't had much of a go. He's a possibility. Same with Collier. I don't know. Ethan Hughes is a he's sort of a handy type, isn't he? He um, nearly kicked the goal of the century a couple of weeks ago, and it was disallowed. But and I'm not and sure if I'd get rid of Hughes. I think he's solid, solid yeah. player. And they haven't got a lot of wingers. Collier's been playing Peel. So but I'm not sure if they're in that in a situation where they need to look at those trades. But Wilson, might, he'll be trying to go somewhere, yep. Wilson, because he hasn't played and he's a very good player. And Hamling's the other one you need to chuck that in That was there. Rido, by the way. That Rido, 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 you left Hamling off because he's a premiership yep, player. he is. And what's, what's he going to do next year, you know what I mean? Like, he can't get in this year. Does he try to go back to the Bulldogs or something? I don't know. Cross town, maybe. Hmm. Doesn't really sit their, um, their their recruiting profile, but anyway, uh, this one from Andrew, oh, high quarters and Barra. Where can I get some of those hot steamed dim steamed dim sims with soy sauce <laughs> that quarters recently waxed lyrically about on the podcast? Okay, Andrew. Well, you're going to struggle unless you go to a, a dim sum, uh, but Perth. you won't get the same big ones. So what you, you can't get them in Perth. What you need to do is go to your local supermarket. I won't mention brand. IGA. I won't mention brand names, but Marathon are the best ones. So send me a couple of bags, Marathon, if you're listening. And then you Marathon's steam them yourself. Marathon's the dimmies. Yes, Marathon's the brand. Righto. Um, they used to do some really good ones from South Melbourne Market that they were selling at the supermarket for a while, and they were really good ones. But what, if, what about here though? Like that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Marathon's here. You, yeah, you can just go to your supermarket and steam them yourself. Mm-hmm. Give them a. So put them in one of those steamers. Yeah, put them in a steamer. Better than a microwave. Yeah, in a yeah. proper steamer, okay. and uh, let them sit there for a while. And then get your, your, your soy sauce. Soy sauce. Oh, Bit of chilli. Mouth-watering now. There it's lunchtime. I know. We nearly wrapped up. Yeah, we're a couple more to go <laughs> and then we're done. Uh, we've got to give out a prize too. Dear Quarters and Barra, as a footy fan living in the Northern Hemisphere, I don't watch every game live as most games are in the middle of the night. But sometimes, like last weekend's Docker Shocker v. the Giants, that can be a blessing. I can, however, listen to every ball of the Ashes live in my loader at work. What a moment of Australian sporting history to have just witnessed. Calm the Aussies. Kiss, kiss, cricket bat. Now, if only the Dockers can take a leaf out of cricket's recent test book. One, attack with flair and dare like Basball. Two, never give up like the Aussies. Fans all over the world would rejoice. Cheers. And that is from Brett, the loader operator in Virginia. Uh, he's a regular correspondent. P.S. I'd also love to see Kenyan board Sebet Kuek debut this weekend. Now, that would also generate massive excitement worldwide. I agree with you, Brett, the loader operator in Virginia. Um, I think Kuek, they were know, attacking Kuek. with flair in the four weeks of just that block we saw recently. Mm-hmm. They were attacking with flair. The Darcy went out. That's what happened, yeah. mate. So, and Jackson, so Jack, you don't have Jackson up there to be that extra forward, and you le- leave it to Amos and Tracy. And, and, the, and Walters struggled. There was one goal that was kicked between the four small forwards uh, mm-hmm. last week. Sturt, I think, I think it might Sturt kicked two. Walters might have got one. 
and the other two small blokes, no chance. It's a very lacklustre performance last week. You want that's you, gee, I hope that's a mulligan. You don't want to see yeah, any more of that on stuff. Uh, okay, last one, Troy from Busso. Hey lads, wondering if you can talk about the how the nightmare games happen or how they happen. I understand when a team like West Coast is seriously undermanned or a club like North Melbourne are playing rebuild, but why do teams like Frio have howlers? Barra, you would have played in a few when the Eagles were going well, only to have a game that was just diabolical. Is it minor changes to the team, poor lead-up, team panic, or something else? Is there something that's common across most unexpected blowouts? Cheers and keep up the good work. By the way, I think Freo can only finish with 11 wins for the season now, so they won't be top eight this year. Troy from Busso. The one thing I'll add is I reckon venue comes into it sometimes. They had not played at Giant Stadium for yeah. a long time, and they'd only played there twice. Travel. And it's a little bit of that, but you should be Age better Age is than the that. biggest thing. The biggest factor is age. Okay. If you haven't got experience, you yep. can't gird your loins when you need to. Mate, the, when I played at the Eagles, they never had any blips because – it's like you get behind at half time and you wouldn't even worry because you'd know that Peter Matera would do something remarkable in the Bush second half. would go nuts. And or, yeah, or Summer would kick a couple out of his ring. You know, like it was, I've told you those stories about yeah, Summer. Summer, I'm on fire. I, I am me. on fire. <laughs> kick the ball to me. I'm on fire. <laughs> I can imagine serious. Summer saying that. And you know what? I watched a bit Boys, of Summer. I'm on fire. And he was. He was. <laughs> Okay, Barry, we've got to give the carton away, and I reckon it goes to one of Tuesday's letters. Oh. That was Michael who suggested they um, for kicks going 15 metres or not, why don't the groundskeepers cut the grass in 15 metre squares? I just liked it. I thought it was an unusual thing. So, Michael, you are this week's winner. Please send your details into quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. There'll be a carton of Carlsberg stubbies coming your way. And, cu- and just copy your, your tips, mate. Seven West website. What's it called? The, the game. You put the pressure. Get on, on there. The great man's on top. He's he's gone past Rick Arden. He's gone past me. We're all Brian Daniels. We've all been Basil Zemplis, who just he just takes the favourites every week. Baz, did you know that? I didn't. <laughs> just said I'll have the favourites. A lot of people do that. That's okay. And you almost win when yeah. you have the favourites every week. Yeah, but not you, mate. You've got courage, my friend. Oh, geez, the pressure's on now. <laughs> you have been listening to Quarters and Barra, and thank you for doing so. Uh, we have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. We will be back to pour over round 15 next Tuesday. Good luck to everyone. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.